I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, Sebastian, what's this one for? Small screen 90s? What the hell is that? Chris Barnes and AMJ review shows from the 90s out of 90. Why the hell would you do that for? They've got a new Patreon. Ah, oh, begging for money now, is it? What'd you get from it? Exclusive episodes, yes. Early episodes, you get to hear it before anyone else. Merch, yeah, and so much more. That's very vague. And recording of live shows. Oh, nice. So where can you go and get this? The Small Screen 90s Patreon page on Patreon. Oh, that's good, isn't it? The Trophy of Good Podcast was always better. You're listening to Talking Batman, where we discuss every single Batman film, from Batman until the Batman. To the Batmobile, let's go. Atomic batteries to power, turbines to speed. it's not that it's small screen 90s and this is the preamble bit so what you've been up to chris i have been doing a gig in london for a competition which i didn't get through fantastic welcome to small screen 90s no no tell me more i didn't get through oh man i'm sorry to hear that what what did you get through i don't know i did my best i got lots of laughs i even did some new stuff which was not a very good idea at the competition, but I thought, sod it. I'm a wild card. I can only get knocked out again, so I did new stuff. But the bit that was worse 
bit was that when we got to the station, we'd missed our train and had to get a 90 pound Uber and got home at three o'clock in the morning. Oh, <laughs> that's not good. Nope. Sorry, man. <laughs> I, f- I feel terrible for you. We were doing the maths going, should we come home at seven o'clock in the morning and get that train or do we get an Uber? But the train back would have cost almost as much as the Uber did between me and my mate Joseph. So it wouldn't have made any difference, really. Ish. That's ridiculous. I had a bit of an incident with an Uber a few months ago. I told it to take me to Raynham and Mm. it took me to Raynham in Essex instead of Raynham in Medway. Uh, and it, and then he didn't come back for about an hour and a half and refused to correct it. So uh, thank you, Uber driver, for that. Well, Just looking, so, thinking this station looks very odd to the rain of my there. But. So you did, you didn't, you were just not, you didn't get halfway. This is not when I came home from one of your gigs and went the wrong way and ended up in. I went past Dover when I'd been to Folkestone. I was like, hang on a minute, no, I'm going the wrong way. I was so busy listening to a Josh Widdicombe podcast that I was enthralled that I got half halfway there and went, oh, shit, I've got on the wrong train. But it said it was coming in then, so I saw the train that was coming in, got on it, and then got it wrong. You just assumed it was the right train. It happens to the best of us. That's the joy of rail travel, but thank God for Uber. I have stayed just walking around until the next train came in the morning, which is awful. <laughs> It depends where the train's going from, though, isn't it? What station was it that you were just wandering around aimlessly? Uh, Sittingbourne, I think it was. Not Sittingbourne. Well, no, Seven Oaks. Seven Oaks in that Listen to the Sittingbourne. <laughs> Listen to the best of Chris Moyle's podcast for six hours on, on rotation. And t- <laughs> <laughs> There's only many... Starting in 1999 <laughs> until... <laughs> No, 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 no. It was just the best of that week. So it was like an hour. And car park catchphrase can get very tedious after you listen to it five times in a row. It can. But you start to win a lot more after you've listened to it five times in a row, I've noticed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that was a great... I love Chris Moore's show. Like, when it was on Radio 1, it was so much better, I think. It was. I haven't really listened to Radio X. Some great stuff on there. You should check it out. Stuff these. Listen- Stuff you used to get away with on Radio 1, like um, it was a, 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 an advert for fannies or something. <laughs> you can't do that now. Can't do that anymore. Can't no. do that anymore. Bloody Casey gone wrong. Looking at one of these shows this week, I thought, we can't, you can't do that anymore, That what they were showing. Different world. And yes. that's the world we're going to jump into. To get in your time machine for small screen 90. Do you think anyone sings along with the theme tune? Do you think we've got to that point yet? No, I don't think so. Has a nice hum along where it... I don't know what I was doing there. I was singing the bass line. So, the first show on this week's episode of Small Screen 90s is Rocco's Modern Life. (laughs) 
Rocco's Modern Life. So, how did you feel watching Bat Rocco's Modern Life? Uh, I, I watched quite a lot of this uh, a few years back. I quite liked it. I thought it was standing up better than I thought it would do. What episode did you watch? I watched the turkey one. When they had when he bought a turkey for Thanksgiving but didn't know what uh, Thanksgiving was. And then they realised that Heifer said they have to kill it. And he's like, I'm not going to kill it. <laughs> then they ended up with all the town's turkeys all in his house. And then the turkeys did some kind of little strip tease going down the aisle to all the people that wanted to uh, eat turkey for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I uh, <laughs> thought, this is, how was this allowed? This is. It was just surreal. I watched an episode where they went back to Heifer's family for dinner, and uh, all the rest of Heifer's family are wolves, <laughs> except Heifer. And like Rocco points out, like halfway through again, I didn't know Heifer was adopted. And the whole room just goes quiet. And someone goes, he doesn't know. <laughs> and he just like bursts into tears and like runs out. And like the whole room just looks at him angrily. It was brilliant. It really was surreal. But There was two episodes I watched. And the second one was about the founding fathers of that town. And Heifer talked about his founding fathers and they're all cows so that must have been before that or I don't know or they didn't care well they don't like things in chronological order I've heard unlike this podcast where it makes more sense than anything George Lucas has ever done B-52s did the theme tune from series 3 really? yeah well that's a good fact my favourite fact about the B-52s is uh when they did the Flintstones movie, they changed their name to the BC 52s. Bit Genius. of a rock banter for you there. Prehistoric <laughs> banter.
but then when they started a new theme tune, it cut out Rocco yelling "spunky" at the top of his voice, which I shouldn't I shouldn't laugh at the, the dog being called Spunky because Spunky means something different in America. It means that you've got yeah. a, a lot of spunk. No, it means that you're uh, you got a lot of spunk. Yeah, that's the phrase, isn't it? You got a lot of spunk. You're going to go far. It means uh, something very different here. You got a lot of spunk, <laughs> Mr. Big Head. Trousers. <laughs> Mr. Big Head is a frog with a big head. Yep. It's basically crocodile Dundee with a fish out of water. Doesn't know what's going on. And, that's, and his mate is uh, the terrified uh, turtle or tortoise. I don't know. Uh, called Philbert. How did you get on every time Philbert popped up on the screen? Didn't mind, looked a bit like Trevor, so I was don't mind turtles with glasses. Was it a bit like if uh, you were starring in Star Trek uh, First Contact and instead of making the Borg being the thing everything you fear, it would be you just as a turtle? It would be. Or a tortoise. It would. But surreal dream last night where I was in a room with Janine from EastEnders and Prince Harry. Yeah. What I don't is that know about? How that would ever happen? That's nothing to do with Rocco's modern life. It's a real <laughs> surreal dream, though. Like the idea of Janine from EastEnders and Prince Harry. Do you hold them in the same kind of category of stardom? No. No, I was just like, why are they in my dream for? And Prince Harry was my mate, and he was like, yeah, you never thought this would happen, did you? I thought, no, no, I didn't. And it still hasn't happened, has it? I preferred it to Ren and Stimpy. I preferred it to Ren and Stimpy. I think it was a lot nicer. There's a few bits of Ren and Stimpy that you, you, I physically can't watch because they're that gross out. Yeah. But this I, was, uh, it was all good. It's more for stoners, Ren and Stimpy, I think. Yeah. And I wasn't stoned in the 90s because <laughs> I was a child. It was a banned episode in New Zealand in America. Oh, Mrs... Mrs. Bighead was trying to flirt with Rocco and she gets, uh, there's lots of innuendos and there's a mating video of frogs that she shows him and it's got ba- it got banned in America. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> I love stuff like that. The, the censorship was clearly different back then as well. The idea of, yeah, this would be fine for kids to watch. And Channel 4 tried this out as part of their evening schedule. So this used to show about half five, six o'clock. So, uh, it was one of those shows they tried out before getting the licence to The Simpsons. I don't remember Rocco being on Channel 4. It was for a short period of time. Uh, they rebooted it for Netflix. Yeah, it's not great, is it, that Netflix reboot? Have you watched it? Someone in the comments put that Rocco misses the 90s as much as we do. I was like, yes, this is what the podcast is about, missing the 90s. We do miss the 90s. I want to go back there, but not stay there because some things are better now. Imagine the internet. Imagine being stuck with dial-up. We couldn't do this. Not in the 90s. No podcast. Not in the 90s. It was called radio. No, it was called... Oh, what was that thing that you used to do when they asked you what you... Oh, how many candles are you burning? Cole Pilkington talked about it. How many candles am I burning? What, right now or just in general? Oh, what was it called? Be it, not BA be be Radio or something? CB Radio, was it? CB Radio. You'd got this recording equipment and all you just asked them was how, how old they were and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea as well of recording it onto tape and then having to hand round like pirate copies of this podcast. 
Maybe that's the thing to do when Patreon happens. We just do uh, a version of the show exclusive to cassette, the lost episode. That's how I started. I recorded a wrestling soundtrack for my friend. And right at the end, I put some silly stuff in that I'd done. And he basically said the best bit of it was you at the end. When you when you say wrestling soundtrack, did you sing along to the theme? No, no, it was just the themes. License Why themes. Why don't you knock him out? He's got him in a chokehold. He's got him in a chokehold. No, no, it wasn't that. Oh, I'd like to have heard that. That that would have been amazing. He's got him in a chokehold. He's got him in a chokehold. He's got his leg upright. Now here comes the ref. Uh, Rocco in the 90s was very modern, even though it was in the 90s because he didn't want to eat the turkeys. He, he got a vegetarian option. I thought so. He was, he was a vegan even before it was even cool. And they tried to go on a float and they said, we, We've made out of hot dogs. Shall we tell the organizers about that we're using foodstuffs on the uh, thing? And it's like, No, we're not going to tell them. I like that. I like that he was a vegetarian and he cared. Was he a wallaby? He was a wallaby. Not to be confused with a kangaroo. There was enough of them at the time. I was trying to find the first episode to find out how he got to America. What were you going to say? Find out how he became a wallaby. How did he become a wallaby? Where did he get that Hawaiian shirt from? Where did he get that Hawaiian shirt from? What's going on? Why was everyone in Hawaiian shirts in the 90s? Why? Him, Chip from Chippendale, or it might be Dale, I don't know, the one with the red nose, and many, many more. So, what would you rate Rocco, the modern Rocco, life, out of 90? Give it 90. 90, and then just end the podcast here and there. Uh, 50. 50. 50 seems to be where most of them end up, is in the yeah. middle. What would you give it? Uh, 50. <laughs> As well. well, there we are. You know what that means? Yes. Let's Lock it in. Yes, locked in. 50 points, Rocco's Modern Life. Where are we going next? I feel like we should go to war. That's right. A robot war. are looking at the show that broke the mold robot wars watching it back it's just remote control cars with slightly (laughs) different casings isn't it activate for an hour is baby laugh was one of them was made with a wheelchair motor i don't know why that made me laugh just someone just a uh an old granny that got a wheelchair and like oh it won't go oh he's changing he's he's put it in a robot (laughs) <laughs> just replaced him just the idea of that granny sat there and saw it with like a switchblade coming after her oh bless it was good to watch it back it, it does feel a bit primitive now though doesn't it did you find that my favourite all time robot has to be Roadblock because that literally was a remote control car with a saw on and a roadside uh, I wrote down some of the names that I remembered which was Pitbull, remember that one from the first time around. Velociripper, that's uh, a killer lot. Great name. 
great name. It's Sir Killerlock because he kills a lot. A lot. Bash. He bashes. Matilda. Was she named after the uh, Roald Dahl book? What? How, how does that work? Is that because she's a clever girl? Which is then a Jurassic Park reference. So that's two for one. No, because she's called Matilda and there's a Roald Dahl book called Matilda. Yeah, but, but there would have to be a reason she's called Matilda. Uh, dead there's nothing, metal? There's no triceratops. Is no, there's not. <laughs> Why is it a triceratops? <laughs> like, like, I just point that out. If you are going to read Roald Dahl's Matilda, <laughs> don't be looking for any dinosaurs before there isn't any. Dead metal, stunt. I said stunt. You did say stunt. You just wanted to say that. There was never a robot called Stunt. There was a cool, there was a robot called Stunt. It was I in the episode it. I watched. There was also one called Growler, but that was only in Germany. Yeah, I wonder why. I've never told anyone this before, but when I when my uh, teens, uh, I got asked to go down there and work some of the house robots. So I, I worked as a killer lot with one of the remote control. Did you? No, of course I fucking didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but it was something that, it's something that could be plausible isn't it i could tell people that and they would believe me yeah i just like the idea of you saying that and the idea of them not offering it to a runner or anyone else working on the show let's just phone a teenager randomly in ashford and get him to come down well i was going to say that i was really good remote control cars so they decided to call me up and ask me if i could do it I think, though, as well, if you said you were really good with remote control cars, that's like a magician saying he's really magical. It kind of is showing you behind the curtain a little bit, isn't it? Uh, they played football with them. They did play football with them. The rounds were a bit pointless. You just want to see them fight, didn't you? No, I don't know what I did, but I ended up watching a semi-final and all I did was fight. So I forgot. And didn't they have like an assault course in the first round? They used to have an assault course, yeah, but then they changed it up. They tried doing a celebrity one. Uh, Scott Mills was on it. Oh, it just made me laugh when it used to set on fire. You think the hours that they spent making it in their wardrobe, their wife's almost left, and then they take it out <laughs> within five minutes, it's on fire. Why are you leaving? Because you're building a robot, Clyde. It's not even a real robot. It's a Tyco RC remote control car. With a box on it. There was a there was a dad with his sons, and obviously the dad had made it, and the the kid was trying to touch it, and he's like, "No, no, get off it, get off my thing. I've worked hard on this. You're not going to ruin it by touching it. It's my baby." I like uh, for... the one that used to be furry. You know the black and uh, black and red one that was like really furry. So every time like it went into a fight, it got set on fire and stuff, and there were flames everywhere. Yeah, I saw that in a picture, but I didn't watch the episode. I can't which is the name the... of the robot. Oh, and so, uh, uh, Philippa Forrester said to Beer Moth, oh, this year you've got a bigger chopper. Oh. And she kept saying it, and then she eventually said, they're not getting the big chopper joke. They're not getting the big chopper joke. I like that. Dara O'Brien or Craig Charles? Craig Charles. Fair play. But no, you're forgetting that Clarkson used to host it as well. Oh, well, see, the problem with Clarkson is Clarkson used to host it. Clarkson was first for the first series, and then they got rid of him, and then got Craig Charles, and then they rebooted it with Dara Brin. 
Yeah, I think I think the sweet spot will always be Charles, won't it? At the beginning, he was basically like doing his old act and doing a poem. That's what we like but, to hear. What's, do you think it's held up well? Yes, I preferred watching it than the reboot. I don't know what it was. It wasn't. I don't know. It's more gritty. Did Craig Charles and Philippa Forrester ever meet? Because she's always in the room with the engineers and he's upstairs. I don't think they ever meet each other. I, I would love the idea that even today they've never met each other. What, like it's a Pixar film that they've... Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. When people say, you work with Ian McKellen, going, I didn't see him once. Oh, I would say like two... in real life? I wouldn't know. <laughs> I would say two words to you, would... which would be a future thing to do, which is Scrappy Challenge. Scrappy Challenge. What a great show that was. I enjoyed that. It, it felt very kind of like what people thought the future was going to be like. And turns out we don't really have any robots. Like, <laughs> at all. When was the last time you saw a robot? Uh, like, properly in the world? But though, a, a um, self-service till. It's not really a robot, though, is it? Yeah, it is. It tells you what <laughs> to do. No, 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 it's not, not a computer. Wouldn't have a debate. If it, is it a computer or is it a robot? Right, a self-service still. It's not a robot. It is a robot. Right, so that's Robot Wars now. Is it Siri, like, trying to take out the local Asda's <laughs> self-service still? Yes. Whilst the killer lot's just poking it. Mm. Oh. One, one person invented a flip thing, which if a robot went on its side, it would flip back up again. And that ruined the show completely because then... Everyone did put it onto their robot so everyone could flip back over. Yeah, I remember a lot of circular saws as well. Basically, one one thing I saw was one of them just got flipped over. So it's finished. That's it. It's ended. But then, no, the house robots have to go right. Instead of it just being intact, upside down, but you've lost, we're going to fuck it up and we're going to set it on fire and stick you in the pit. And then all the kids around the outside are going, pit, pit, pit. It's I think that's brutal. it. I, I like the fire though. The fire is always good, on it, isn't it? Fire is always good with everything. I, I, I like seeing those like shattered dreams of them people spending years on their robots and then it just being circular sword and set on fire and thrown into a pit in front of a bunch of screaming <laughs> kids. There is an episode of The Simpsons quite recently, and uh, they did Robot Wars. And basically, it was Homer inside the robot fighting other robots, which is probably the best idea they've had in ages. So it's Homer getting hurt by the other robots and winning every, every time and never telling Bart that he's actually inside it because there's no mechanics in it. That's, that's a clever idea, especially for the Simpsons nowadays. That's very similar to the panda episode, though, where he ends up mating with a panda, but no one knows. Cut him some slack. Uh, well... <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of anything else to say. <laughs> I can't think of any more notes that I had for Robot Wars. Jill Halfpenny, I said, was in it earlier. Anyway, what do we give Robot Wars? Oh, I think great idea. Almost lousily executed. It should be brought back, but then again, after that film, oh, what is it called? Raw Steel or something with the big, big proper robots. I expect more. Mm. Is it real still? You know the one with yeah. Hugh... Uh... No. Yeah. I could say Hugh, Jack Hugh, Hugh, yeah, Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Not Hugh Grant, because... Oh, I, I've got a big robot. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, I want to see a big now. robot film with Hugh Grant. Uh, well, we all do. Make it, Hugh Grant. Make it now. Uh, I'm going to give it 40. 40 for the Roboteers. Oh, that also made me laugh. Look, when the robot came up on screen, it said, from Kidderminster. I thought, well, the robot's not actually from Kidderminster, is it? It's the people <laughs> that made it. <laughs> it's not the most terrifying thing. From Kidderminster. So... Oh, I haven't locked it in. What are you going to give it? Oh, uh, 40. Happy days. Well, do you know what we need to do now? Let's lock it in. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. In. That's 40 for Robot Wars. 40 points. Where are we going next? Oh, where are we going next? The Great Space Coaster. Uh, I think the only way to do Charles is double Charles. So we are going to look at an absolute icon of a sitcom. It is Red Dwarf. Red Dwarf. So uh, you told me when we started this, you don't need notes, you know it inside out. So what's it about? What's it about? <laughs> no, I didn't say that. 
no, because your audio went out again. It wasn't that I didn't know what it was. <laughs> no, no, no. So, uh, so we are talking about Red Dwarf, and Chris here is an expert on Red Dwarf. So, what's well, it about, Chris? Well, I say an expert. I don't think I've ever watched the first four series. I'm aware of them. I started watching in series seven when apparently my DT teacher said that it had gone downhill and he preferred the female Holly. And he hated the prison one in series eight when they went back on Red Dwarf. So I'm not... a. Uh, it's about a man who's stuck on a spaceship with his cat that becomes a cool cat. It, this is... It's really weird to explain it out loud. I'm enjoying you explaining it out loud. Yeah, there's Chris Barry. He's a hologram because he wasn't really his favourite friend, but they decided they spent the most time together, so they had to be stuck together in space. And then there's Crichton in it as well. And uh, it's very good. And I sound like I'm boring myself while I speak. And originally, Norman Lovett was the uh, Holly. And I think I... He was great. Well, the so woman who... the female Holly. What a yeah, weird well, thing to say. Well, the female Holly, everyone said that she was like a she's like a female uh, Norman Lovett. So that's probably why they picked her for. And my yeah, which is all just keep DT teacher just liked keep love it. Oh wow, your DT teacher knows nothing. Well, my DD teacher said that he invented the Daleks, and he didn't because it was Terry Nation, and we used to. I didn't know that until later on. He said he invented the Daleks and he worked on EastEnders. Oh, I liked it. It had that great kind of BBC sitcom feel, like let's make a sci-fi, but do it on the cheapest budget imaginable. And it felt like that the entirety through, even like when they brought it back to Dave, it felt so cheaply made. Oh, I don't like the Dave years. The, um, do you not like the Dave years? The, the back, to the, back to Earth when they go to Coronation Street, it's like... Well, this is just so you, you can, because everyone knows that Craig Charles was in Corey at the, that time. Crew are obsessed with the, the 80s and the 90s for some reason, even though they're millions of years in the future. All their references are like <laughs> from the 90s. What are you saying? Well, I know why it is, because it was made in the 90s, but it, it just felt weird that these people are obsessed by the 90s. <laughs> If, imagine doing that. Imagine being obsessed by the 90s. Oh, it wouldn't do much for your health. I'll give it that. <laughs> I'm surprised it never got a film. It seems to, it seems to be... There, there was an American remake as well. Oh, yeah, I saw that. It seems every American remake, they just take one member of the cast and put them in it. So the IT crowd, they got Richard Iwadi, but no one else. And they got Crichton for a Red Dwarf remake. Which is a, an odd choice, but I suppose probably the hardest character to recast also he's meant to be he's got a canadian accent isn't he For like, oh, yeah, do. he's the american already there you go Stick him in. there we go so red dwarf let's no we haven't done the score <laughs> oh I'm, I'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it red dwarf Sorry. no no oh, i need a rant first they don't like continuity they don't like continuity do they there was a bit at the End of series eight, where everyone died and they went through this wormhole and uh, Rimmer kicked death. death in the nuts and then walked off. And then next series, they were back to where they were, all back on Red Dwarf. 
Rimmer looks like he used to. There's no explanation whatsoever. He can't do this. They even made a joke about it in this show, telling basically telling the fans, yeah, shove off. We're never going to tell you what actually happened. We just wanted to go back to basics. It's not fair. I, I want to know it's what happened. <laughs> I didn't like it when too many crew got involved. I liked it when it was four of them. Well, I, when I watched Series 8, the only reason I liked it was because I never really watched the first one and I didn't really understand... I thought Starbug was their main ship. I'd never seen Red Dwarf. <laughs> the actual Red Dwarf. Never seen the Red Dwarf. In, only in the uh, intro. Also, yeah. this one, I'm doing a very special uh, thing with the theme tune is that I'm playing the, the end theme tune as well because I think that's a banger as well. It is a banger. It's a bit like Only Fools and Horses, isn't it? Because two different themes for one show. Yeah, and it should have one for the beginning, one for the end. You know where you are then. Yeah, you know that it's finished. <laughs> it's finished. You, you need them themes. That's Don't play for. the same theme tune again. Come on, write another one. Exactly. People need to listen up. Don't keep playing the same themes. Yeah, listen to Howard Goodall. Look at me knowing who wrote it. See, that is some good research right there. No, I knew that. Howard would be proud. <laughs> he wrote a lot of things. So, what are we giving the Red of the Dwarf? I'm going to give it an uninspiring 35. Oh, I'm going to move it up to a 40. Well, let's give it 40. <laughs> I like that we're not, we say, oh yeah, I'll give it this. And then I, the other one says something else, and we go, yeah, we'll give it that. Well, 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 there's no like kind of fight yet. There's no fight. But it will come. Only Fools and Horses, I'm, only, I'm going to give it 20. What? <laughs> He's given oh. me the... I've upset him for the first time ever. Of... Wait for our Christmas Advent special. <laughs> you wait. So, 40 for Red Dwarf. Let's lock it in. We're finishing off with Tarrant on TV. brought it back but it was called Clarkson on TV and I don't know if it's the same meant to be the same thing or just that they've decided they're just lazy and picked the same name I know he keeps getting mentioned and every time I mention Clarkson your eyes roll back in your back of your head they do well the thing is with like 
it's one of those things. Did like Clarkson just buy all of Tarrant's properties? Yeah, he, he's done them all. I'm surprised he didn't do Top Gear. Yeah, he's, he's going to do his ones next. <laughs> Why didn't they bring yeah. it back with Tarrant? He wants to be a millionaire. I don't know. I, I think he's seen, he's seen as a bit of a... I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see Tarrant back on TV. And his show did exactly what it said on the tin. It was Tarrant on the TV. It was kind of like Euro trash in a bit. It was a bit Just like really- laughing... Laughing at foreigners, which you can't do that nowadays. Also, no, where, where have all the foreign channels gone from the skybox? Used to be loads of them. The, now it's all in English, I think, if you get up past the 80s. Yeah, it's, the sky has changed so much. I mean, the thing, not the actual sky. <coughs> the sky has changed so much since the 90s. There's no ozone layer. Uh, we have lost a bit of that, of ridiculous channels that no one needs. So I bet you watched the same episode that I watched, which was called uh, Trans Channeling. I believe it was. And oh, it, it just seemed very, uh, very much like In Bed With Me Dinner, but not as good. And it seemed like Euro Trash, but not as good. And it seemed like TV Burp, but not as good. It takes a lot <laughs> to do a clip show. And sadly, Tarrant... <laughs> Just, I, I just don't know like why it didn't work. He was just so smug about it all, weren't he? He was just so smug laughing it, about people with different lives. He was. He was like, oh, look at these look at these people doing these silly things. Whilst like, I sit here in my chair with my <laughs> nice black shoes, polished a bit too much, if you ask me, uh, the, the light was reflected off him, and then just laughing at clips. That's YouTube now, isn't it? You don't need someone to guide you through them. Or when it's uh, all right in the night, you do. You need Griff Jones or whatever his name was, who did it first. I've forgotten his name. Dennis Norden. You don't need need David Walliams doing it. No, you don't need David Walliams doing anything after 2008. (laughs) Bloody when he does clips. Oh, let's have a look at what they're doing on Coronation Street. Oh, look at this. Like, Why are you talking like that for, David? Why? Oh, 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 look. Uh, uh, Cam Barlow is trying to say the word sit there, but he's got a bit of a stutter. <laughs> shit there. Shit there. Did you just say shit, Ken? Probably. Do you know he's this, about 90, old Ken This Barlow. morning with Richard, not Judy. <laughs> no, that's not the right, is it? This morning with Holly and Phil. Oh, and they're having a little trouble in the kitchen. Can't you? Oh. Chris Ball said it years ago. He can't read an auto cue. Um, <laughs> Holly has accidentally scolded Phil with acid. Who would have thought was trying to make an omelette? When he was asking a burning question. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Japanese. Uh-huh. <laughs> What? <laughs> just, what just randomly say it out. What a, a segue. What a segue. Japanese. <laughs> that, that, that was odd. Japanese. Superhuman Coliseum. He used his head to bang in a the nail. Then yeah. someone had uh, someone had their bottom on fire. Bob the bee man. He was discovered in bees. A beard of bees. <laughs> Well, was that your DT teacher? Didn't he, uh, didn't he start that off? No, and 
now you've mentioned that, I can't cut that bit out, can I? Uh, there was a psychic thing that said, this is the sign- signal with the sound before each highly gross thing. So look away now if you're squeamish, which I think you said oh, lots yeah. of things. Like that gross out kind of thing. Yeah, knitting needles. I don't want to say what he did with them. And I watched it. Also, yeah, and also that whole thing, like, what's the point of having telly where you're looking away for half of it? That's just radio. Yeah. It used to be the score on the news, didn't it? It used to be the football scores on the news. If you don't want to know what the score is, look away now. Look away. Or or, or just watch it. On Saturday Night Takeaway, when they're doing win the ads, and they say, if you're playing at home, look away now of what they've won. What is the point in that? There is no point in that whatsoever. Because you sort of, they sort of look away <laughs> and go, and then they come back on, oh, you've won the holiday and the toaster. Thought, well, what are the people at home doing? Are they trying <laughs> to guess what they've won already? I don't know. It makes no real sense, does it, like that, of kind of like play at home. Maybe people are doing it at home with their own prizes for the ads. <laughs> Maybe they're watching it at a time of the day where the stakes aren't so high, where the prizes are a cream egg, a Viking river cruise, and possibly some life insurance. <laughs> Different uh, times. Dolphin Man, Not you sound like a boiling kettle, because Chris said he did. A strawberry condom advert. Uh, people eating scorpions, and then the bloke saying they taste like penguins, which I don't want to don't even know how he knows that. Well, after last week's episode of Pingu, I feel uh, a bit wrong. And, and he tastes the plasticine. The bit that made me laugh the most was the bit that shouldn't have made me laugh, which was a serious advert for UNICEF in the middle for no reason whatsoever. And I was like, what? Why, have you, why did you do that for? <laughs> well, it was classic pub TV, though. That's the thing with those shows that You'd come home and like they'd be on, and then like because that was the worst, like the lowest advertising time. So like the rates to advertise were a lot cheaper. So that's why some of those adverts are insane. <laughs> like for stuff that you'd never need an advert for ever. Like what was one like? Please make sure your horses are kept safe and locked at. Like there was one for like keeping horses, and I was like, why? Who who is this for? <laughs> like what has happened? Was there a big thing in nineties where like the horses just ran wild when they shouldn't? But yeah, make sure your horses' stables are secure. Is horse rustling a big thing? Um, I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't know. Depends where the advert was. What? Well, oh, you it, did... what, what? I don't. I don't know where it was from because it was on oh. YouTube. But... Definitely, I don't think it was a big thing in Kent, but now probably people are going to write in and tell me otherwise. Ain't you? They will. They will, they'll write in. Yeah, <laughs> well, we, 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 we did have a letter this week from a Mr. We a T, Mr. T Feelgood. What did Mr. T Feelgood say? He said, hello, Steve, loving the show. Um, have you ever thought about doing Baywatch? Because I really like it when the dallies go up and down when they're running on the beach. And also, I like some of the acting. Um, but also, my rule is, if there's no Hoff, I turn it off. 
all the best and you get for stealing my format and I can't do my podcast. Oh, and then there's lots of swearing after that. So he oh, wants well, to know yeah, if we can do Baywatch. Yeah, yeah, Baywatch is for him, is it, Chris? Is that yeah. who Baywatch that's is? What he's, that's, that's what he asked for. I, I want to do the Baywatch episode, but the one where uh, Hasselhoff uh, gets a crocodile and uh, <laughs> wrestles the floor and literally walks it with a leash. Have you ever seen it? No, but it's uh, it's sounding like next week is sorted already. It's incredible. It's like, are you all right? <laughs> and then they look round and he's got the crocodile like on a leash. Oh, it's <laughs> it's amazing. It's uh, one of the greatest moments in TV. Well, what about another greatest moment in TV, which was D Ray, the Indian soap, which for some reason had Clive Anderson in it in a bed. No, it makes no sense, but it sounds amazing. No. Anything with Clive Anderson. I mean, he was no Jerry Anderson, but who is? Thunderbirds? I don't know. It was. was it was relaunched in the 90s. Ooh. But it wasn't made and produced in the 90s. That's the problem, though. Oh, damn, old oh, damn rules that we invented that we can't well, not break rules, for some uh, reason. They're binding us together. This is what Boris must feel like. Mm. Oh, I can't party now because I told everyone no one was allowed to. (laughs) At the end, there was a lovely dance number from an Indian programme. Had Samantha Fox on it, singing about traffic jams. I like Samantha Fox. I think she was a very good singer and it underestimated. She uh, really did well at the Brits. She did. And uh, yeah. We can view the Brits. We can go for the Brits every year individually. <laughs> no. That's... Have you heard of a show called Get Stuffed? No. Dave is, is obsessed with this show called Get Stuffed in the 90s, and there's barely any videos on YouTube of it. I can't remember it. It was Masked Cooks. He said it's on the level of Pet Swing Prizes of Madness. But I can't find anything about it, so we can't really we need do to it. Find it somewhere. I think he's made it up. I think it's just his mates dressed up, made the video and gone. Look, we convinced them there was a TV look, show called Get Stuffed. We're on the actual television now. Oh, so, bless him. Oh, well, which one? Find Get Stuffed. But this, yeah. uh, we need to lock in a uh, Tarrant on TV. What would you give it at a ninety? Twenty-five. I think 25, yeah. I think that's the push as well. He really is phoning it in as well, isn't he? It was. It was just... It was a very cheap show to make, wasn't it? Just get a researcher to go and search strange things around the world. And, uh, and then he sits there and makes comment on them. I but think that's said, it. Look, said now, nowadays, you can't really do it anymore. Only like TV, but when you take just things from this, a show that wasn't funny and then make it funny is the only way you could do it. If you just got funny clips that's just youtube well it's just goggle box now isn't it that's the thing yeah like and and that's the best way to take that and and like you just get youtubers now sitting watching the clips and telling you what happened it was a show every time 2000s called screen hopping i think a bit like gillette soccer saturday where comedians would sit around watching television but you couldn't see what channel they were watching. So Richard Bacon would tell you what channel asked you what they were watching. It's like, oh, I'm watching Bravo. I'm just watching this man do this. It was the most weird show ever, which we can't review. But 
how did that get commissioned? We're gonna. I don't know. People are gonna watch telly, which you can't watch them because we haven't got a license for it. But <laughs> weird. Odd times, man. Odd times. Are you ready to lock this in? I'm ready to lock it in. Well, let let's lock it in in. Yay! That is Tarrant on TV locked in. Well, thank you, listeners. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Small Screen 90. So it's bye-bye from me and... It's bye-bye from him. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a woman-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.